the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Hope Lives 365, Pastor Mark Finley points out that while followers of Jesus Christ live in the world, we're not to be of the world. In fact, we're told to model a special kind of love for each other, a love that the world doesn't have. The reason that unity is crucial to the witness and mission of the church is that the world is defined by conflict. The world is defined by broken relationships. The love that we are to show to the world is to mirror the love that the Father has with the Son. So many things come to mind for Christian believers when we consider the term the world. Uh, Things that are dangerous for us, things that are unclean, unholy, things that oppose God's character of righteousness and interfere with his best intentions for his children. That's why it's such a comfort to know that Jesus is praying for those who put their trust in him. Uh, Today on Hope Lives 365, Pastor Mark Finley explains just what it is that Jesus, the Son of God, is praying for his followers. And that's next on Hope Lives 365. Welcome back to Hope Lives 365 with Pastor Mark Findlay. Uh, Just before the lesson, a quick reminder that we have some great resources available for you right now at our website, including what you're about to hear, Jesus is Praying for You. That's the title. Take a look at hopelives365.com. Mark Findlay, our teacher here, is a pastor, author, and international speaker. He's done 150 evangelistic meetings in 80 countries. He's the president of Hope Lives 365, a ministry whose mission is to encourage believers on their life journey towards spiritual maturity. Today, Mark is explaining how, even as we're bombarded by evil temptations of the world, Jesus is praying to the Father on our behalf, so that by His Word, we'll be kept and sanctified, protected from temptation, heartache, and sorrow. So, rather than suffering the fractured relationships of the world, God's children might truly know unity in Christ. Here's Pastor Mark Findlay. One of the most comprehensive chapters in all the Bible is John, the 17th chapter. John 17, verse 11, Jesus says, I pray that you would keep them through your name. He says, now I'm no longer in the world, verse 11. But these are in the world, and I come to you, Holy Father, keep through your name. Now, the word keep is an interesting word. It it has the impression of guarded. Guard them, O Lord. It has the impression of protect them. As Jesus prays, he commits his followers to his Father's care. He is on guard to protect, preserve, and guide us. We can have absolute confidence that not only did Jesus pray for us in John chapter 17, but Jesus is praying for us right now. We have a friend in the heavenly courts. That friend is praying for us. 
whatever the devil throws at you, the eternal Christ, the all-powerful creator, the fountain of grace and truth, the one of light and glory, the lamb of God, the son of God, the king of the universe, your name is on his lips. He's praying for you. First, he prays that we will be kept, protected, guarded by the power of God. Now, the second thing he prays is that we would be sanctified through his grace. He says in John 17, verse 15 to 17, I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. Now, it's not Jesus' prayer that we go off and live in some monastery someplace. That wasn't his prayer. Not that we'd be taken out of the world, but rather that we be kept from the evil. Now, how can we be kept from the evil of the world? Here, Jesus says sanctify. What does sanctify mean? Sanctify means set apart. Sanctify means to make holy. It's a word used in the Old Testament of the priests of Israel. They were set apart. The truth of God's word sets us apart. It sanctifies or cleanses us in our inner soul. See, the world tends to shape us. It tends to dumb us down into the culture of the world. But you read the Word of God, and it transforms the brain cells. It transforms the thinking process. And we see with a new reality. First, the world is deluded, deceived. Secondly, the Word of God speaks to us, and it opens our minds in that blindness. Secondly, the world is a dangerous place, according to John's Gospel. It's filled with the temptations of Satan. And daily we're bombarded with those temptations that can easily overwhelm us. And what Jesus is saying here, he's saying, I'm praying, don't let my people be bombarded with the dangers of this world. Saturate their minds with the word so they can see a new reality. So the world is dangerous. Thirdly, in the Gospel of John, the world is defiled. It's spiritually fallen. It's corrupt. It's wicked to the core. But through the power of the Holy Spirit... As we saturate our minds with the word of God, we are cleansed. As you read the word and you pray, God, implant your word in my mind. May the creative energy of the word transform my thinking process. What did Jesus pray for in the garden that night? He prayed first that you always would be held in the Father's hand. That you'd be kept in trial, in temptation, in heartache and sorrow, that you'd sense Jesus' hand holding you. He prayed, secondly, your mind will be cleansed through the word. He's praying that in his word you'd find strength and courage and hope. He's praying that the word would sanctify you. Now, there is a third thing that Jesus prays for in this prayer. The world today that we live in is divided. It's fragmented. Governments are divided. Would you agree with me on that? We often have divided workplaces. Tensions arise in families. If there ever was a place that the unity of the gospel and the love of Christ ought to be revealed, it's in the church. And so in this prayer, Jesus prays for the unity of his church. Let's study it. John chapter 17. Jesus has prayed that his people would be kept by his power. Jesus has prayed that his 
disciples would be sanctified by his word. And Jesus prays for your family, your relationship, that it would be unified. Jesus prays that the church would be unified. And we're looking at John 17, verse 20 to 23. The reason that unity is crucial to the witness and mission of the church is that the world is defined by conflict. The world is defined by broken relationships. The world is defined by dysfunctional families. The world is defined by fractured and nearly non-existent communities. And if the church can reveal the loving unity of Christ, it would be a sign to the world that God is at work and that no human effort could accomplish it. The love that we are to show to the world is to mirror the love that the Father has with the Son. John 17, we start with verse 20. Jesus prays, I do not pray for these alone, but for those who believe in me through your word. That's you, that's me. Jesus is praying that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they may be one in us. Now notice he goes on to pray that the world may believe that you sent me. Notice the essence of the unity of the church when people with different ideas, when people with different cultures, when people with different backgrounds get together, when they express themselves on a committee in differing opinions, but in love and respect for one another. When we have this difference of background, unity is not everybody dressing the same, eating the same, thinking the same. Unity is a bondedness that we have in Christ. It's a recognition that we're sons and daughters in Christ. Pastor Mark Findlay, talking about what it is that defines unity for the body of Christ and how because Jesus cares and prays for us together, we can stand against the temptations of the world. Pastor Mark returns with more insights and encouragement, so don't rush away. This is Hope Lives 365. Uh, Today we've been contrasting things of the world with the things of Jesus. Uh, They differ in so many ways, and some of the biggest secular thinkers in recent history, you know, still influence many people in our day. Uh, To examine some of those highly respected minds and their competing worldviews, Pastor Mark Finley has written a short book called The Thought Makers, Ruling the World from Their Graves. In it, uh, Pastor Mark tells about the lives of Charles Darwin, Sigmund Freud, Karl Marx, and he compares their philosophies to the teachings of Jesus. Within its pages, you'll discover that it's only the incomparable Christ who has the power to make a lasting impact on our lives for good. Request your copy. It's called The Thought Makers, available today upon request in exchange for your gift of any amount to Hope Lives 365. Make your donation by phone. Call 855-888-HOPE. Again, that's 855-888-4673. Or go to the website hopelives365.com. Again, hopelives365.com. In a moment, Pastor Mark continues the message pointing out that what the world and the enemies of God may want to destroy, namely the unity of believers, is exactly what is needed to transform and strengthen our lives and our faith. When you become a little impatient with your brothers and sisters, remember that person sitting across from you is part of the same family. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. 
Stay with us for more Hope Lives 365. Welcome back to Hope Lives 365. Next up, Pastor Mark is telling a fable to illustrate the often contrary attitude of believers on how instead of having disagreements, God wants us to pull together that we might grow through conflict and learn to respect and understand others who differ from ourselves. Because in Christ, we are brothers and sisters. Here again is Pastor Mark Finley. Some time ago, I read an amusing story. Man is on a boat traveling through the ocean. And as he travels through the ocean, he's alone. A storm comes up, and the storm overwhelms the boat. And the guy swims, and he goes on this little island. And it's a marooned island. Nobody lives there. So the first thing he does is get twigs and stuff and branches. He builds this hut. Then he builds another hut. Then he builds another hut. He builds three huts. Nobody lives on the island except him. A year goes by. Two years go by. He's the only one on the island. And... um, A boat comes by, a rescue boat, rescues the guy. But they see three huts, and they say, I thought nobody lived on the island. The captain of the boat said, what are those three huts for? He said, that first hut over there, that's where I lived. What about those other huts? He said, I had to worship God, so that's a church. I built a church in that second hut. The captain said, praise God, what's the other one over there, the third hut? Oh, that's the church I used to go to. (laughs) You got the point. Some people are always looking for the perfect church. I'm looking for a church that's never going to offend me. Oh, man, that person didn't say hi to me. I don't think I'm going back there. Oh, there's a little conflict over there in the church. Why do you think God put you here? To grow through conflict. To learn to respect. To understand differences. That's why God puts us in church. What did Jesus pray? The basis of all unity is this is the recognition that whatever backgrounds we have, we are all sons and daughters of God. The basis of all unity is to allow the glory of God to be reflected in all of our relationships. It is the recognition that just as the Father and Son were members of the Godhead, we are members of one spiritual family in Christ. I love the way Adam Clark, he's an old Bible commentator, he paraphrases John 17, you know, where Jesus says that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe you sent me, and the glory which you gave me I've given them, that they may be one. Adam Clark paraphrases that, and it's brilliant. Here's what he says. I have communicated to all those who believe in me the glorious privilege of being sons and daughters of God that all being adopted children of the same father, they may abide in peace, love, and unity. When you become a little impatient with your brothers and sisters, remember, we're all part of the same family. We may have differences, but we're brothers and sisters in Christ. And it's this love for one another, not because we don't have differences, but in spite of those differences, that unite our hearts. When you're becoming a little impatient in a committee meeting and you are tempted to lash out a little too harshly, remember that person sitting across from you is part of the same family. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. 
Jesus is praying for the unity of his church. He's praying that those who have different opinions will be brought together in loving fellowship. You know, during World War II, Adolf Hitler commanded that all religious groups be united together. He didn't ban religion, but he united all religious groups for one reason. This is why Hitler did it, because he knew he could control them. And that's what he wanted to do. The Brethren group split over that. And when they split, half of them accepted to go with the state church that Hitler established. They were able to exist during the Second World War fairly well. The other half of the Brethren group didn't do that. And they were persecuted, they were tormented, many were put in prison. It was a very horrible time for them. Many died in in Hitler's concentration camps. At the end of the Second World War, there was bitterness and there was a great division in the Brethren group because the war was over, but the one group said the other group had compromised and the other group argued with the other group and it was horrible. There was just, it was deep, deep, deep-seated feelings. The leaders of both groups decided to get together and the Holy Spirit began speaking to their hearts. There were confessions of bitterness, hostility, tears flowed. And the philosopher theologian Francis Schaeffer tells about that meeting. He talked to somebody that was there. And the person that was there said this, when God broke my heart and showed me my bitterness and hostility, I was able to reconcile. But when I looked for others who I supposed were bitter and hostile, the barriers were there. When the Holy Spirit breaks your heart, And you shift your attention, not from what the other person has done to you, but what Christ can do in your heart to reconcile with the other person. Barriers are broken down. What did Jesus pray for? He prayed your life would always be in his hand. He prayed that his word through the Spirit would sanctify your mind. He prayed that his people would be unified recognizing difference and misunderstanding. But there's a fourth thing that Jesus prayed for. John chapter 17, and you're looking there at verse 24 to 26. Father, I desire. He prayed this on earth. He's praying it in heaven's sanctuary above. Father, this is my wish. Father, this is what I long for more than anything else. Father, this is my will. Father, I desire that they also who you have given me may be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which you've given me, for you love me before the foundation of the earth. O glorious Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you. These know that you've sent me. I declared to them your name. What is Jesus praying? Lord, I don't have any other desire in my heart that's more important than this. Lord, I want my people to be saved. I want them to be in the kingdom of God forever. He thought of you in a garden that night 2,000 years ago, and he's thinking about you right now. Imagine this scene. The judgment is set and the books are open. The destinies of all humanity are to be settled and there your name comes up before judgment. And as it does, the Christ that prayed for you in the garden stands forth with the scars of the wounded hands and he says, Father, I desire. The words of 
John 17, 24 on his lips. Father, I desire that this my child be with me through all eternity. And all of heaven says, it's enough. The sacrifice of Christ is enough. The blood that flowed from his hands are enough. The forgiveness that flows from the cross is enough. Saved in God's kingdom forever. And all of heaven begins to sing. Worthy, worthy, worthy is the lamb that was slain. To receive riches and honor and glory forever. Jesus prayed for you 2,000 years ago. He prayed that you would be kept in his love. He prayed that you'd be sanctified by his word. He prayed that your heart would be at unity with others around you. And he prayed that you would live with him in heaven forever. The Father will answer the Son's prayers for you. Walk through life filled with encouragement. The battle wages, but all the demons in hell cannot take you from the hands of Christ. His prayers for you will be answered. Let hope fill your heart. Pastor Mark Findlay on today's Hope Lives 365, talking to you about trusting in the fact that Jesus is praying for you right now today for the unity and loving fellowship among the people of God's church. Pastor Mark is back in just a moment, but first, all this talk of the importance of the unity of believers reminds us that there are differing viewpoints in the world, prompted by some of the greatest thinkers in recent history, whose influences and ideas are still felt even after they've long gone, even those that oppose Jesus Christ. Pastor Mark has written a book about three of those thinkers uh, who we mentioned, uh, Charles Darwin, Sigmund Freud, and Karl Marx. He compares their thinking with that of Jesus. His book is called The Thought Makers Ruling the World from Their Graves. In it, Pastor Mark reviews the competing secular worldviews of these three men, and he makes a compelling case for a biblical Christocentric worldview. Join Pastor Mark in reviewing this important thought about these thought makers. This book is yours in return for your donation of any size. Get in touch today to ask for yours. You can do that at the website, hopelives365.com, or call 855-888-HOPE. That's toll-free, 855-888-HOPE. And remember, it's possible for you to listen to today's message again online. It's called Jesus is Praying for You. For a nominal fee, you can download the audio. Just go to the website, hopelives365.com. In mysterious ways that are too difficult for finite minds to understand, we thank you for Jesus. We're on his heart. He's praying for us. And next, Pastor Mark closes out the program. Today's edition of Hope Lives 365. back with Hope Lives 365 to conclude the discussion today about what is possible for us in the body of Christ because Jesus is praying earnestly to the Father for our sake, for our unity, unity in the family of God, for spiritual communion with Him and each other. Here again is Pastor Mark Finley with a prayer of gratitude to close out this series. Father, how thankful we are for families that pray for us. 
for husbands and wives that pray for us, for children whom we can pray for and children who are praying for us. But most of all, we thank you for Jesus. He's praying for us. We're on his heart. He hasn't forgotten us. Send us out this week with hope. Send us out this week with courage. Send us out this week knowing that nothing can take us from the hand of Christ. That as the battle wages and as the conflict rages all around us, help us to have peace and joy and thanksgiving in the Christ that will guard us the Christ that will protect us, the Christ that will sanctify us, the Christ that will unify us, and praise God, the Christ that one day will glorify us. Until that day, keep us faithful. In Christ's name, amen. Pastor Mark Finley with a final encouraging word for us on today's Hope Lives 365. Remember, we have biblical resources like what you heard today available online. Visit the website, hopelives365.com. That's all the time we have today. Next time, Pastor Mark will begin a new series about how you can finish strong. It's not how you start, but how you finish. More on that next time on Hope Lives 365.